welcome back to Minion TV Reviews. I am your host, Mo, and today, y'all, well, tonight, rather, we are going to be discussing Fargo. That's right, y'all, season five, episode seven, titled Linda. Y'all, it's late, okay? I gotta go to work in the morning, <laughs> so I'm gonna try to knock out two episodes before I go to sleep, okay? I got an hour to do my thing, so I'm on the countdown, y'all. <laughs> I hope y'all have been doing well. If you are experiencing a snowstorm like we have been over the last couple of days, I hope you guys have been staying safe out there. If you are not, I hope you guys are staying safe as well, okay? Even if you aren't snowed in. <laughs> All right, so without further ado, let's go ahead, get into the synopsis real quick, and then we're going to get right into the episode. So the synopsis for this one is Dot takes a fantastic journey. Sweet, short, simple. I love it. Let's go ahead and get into the episode. So the episode starts with a guy named Kevin walking to his mom's house in a hurry. Okay. Mama Irma finally answers the door and Kevin is being hella disrespectful towards his mama. We see the silent one pop up in the kitchen doorway like he's Mike Myers' little cousin. And Kevin is startled initially, but demands to know just who in the hell he is okay he only answers by saying he lives there now thanks to trading or bartering system he and kevin's ma got set up okay but according to kevin he's only there to leech off his sweet old widowed mother so unless he pays a pronto the cops are going to get called or old kevin there is going to create a new orifice for the silent one Instead of breaking a few fingers like I secretly hoped he would, he actually hands over a roll of money, y'all. So as Kevin reminds him to have the same amount every month on this day, or else, Kevin says that he's got to go now. He's got uh, that uh, that thing, you know, uh, that thing he's got to go do. I don't know, probably go score some drugs. I don't know. We'll see. Kevin looked like he real strung out on something, but we'll see. Okay. He smugly walks out the front door, but is quickly caught up to by the silent one, who is now wielding a long-handled axe. Oh, I love it, y'all. Okay. He strikes again. <laughs> y'all, when I wrote that, I thought, has anybody seen the Phantom of the Megaplex? Now, I know that I'm a 90s baby, okay? So I grew up on Disney, you know, like Lizzie McGuire, uh, even Stevens, all of those things, right? So during Halloween, they would show the Phantom of the Megaplex. The Phantom of the Megaplex has struck again! Or strikes again. Y'all, I love that movie, okay? You should watch it if you were 90s baby. And if you're not, you should still watch it. I think you would quite enjoy it. <laughs> so, we find Dot behind the wheel, and she's been driving so long, y'all, that she's actually starting to doze off while she's driving. She starts herself awake when she starts to veer off the road. I think she kind of needs some ice or some gum, y'all, or a really good song to keep her up. Y'all, what are y'all's tactics to try to stay up if you've got a long stretch of road that you got to drive? Okay, I usually use gum or eat some ice to keep me up. Instead of staying on the road, though, she actually turns off and finds some good eating at a diner. Okay, and she's got the most inquisitive waitress today who's inquiring about whether she's run into 
or away from home. Girl, just give me my damn pancakes, okay? That's all I want. (laughs) After eating, she's back on the road, but she stops when she spots a windmill fan and removes a postcard from a buried canister, right? So once she passes a sign for Camp Utopia, she has to actually stop again because y'all dot done ran out of gas. Now, Dot, you managed to have the brains to throw it off dangerous criminals, but you forgot to put gas in the car. Make that make sense, okay? Either way, she's not far from her destination as we see her take a quick hike up a trail and let herself into a cabin in the woods where she sees a group of people watching a puppet show in a weird, dark, and culty kind of way. Y'all, it is weird. Okay, it's real dim lit, dimly lit when she goes in. It's candles in the background. People like nobody ever like looked in her direction when she walked through the door. But I'll tell y'all in a minute. Okay, but either way, just know that it's real weird. Okay, it's a very violent show that includes a woman being violently killed or beat on okay so which causes her to experience some of her own ptsd from when she used to get beat on by roy right so suddenly a glass behind her breaks on the table which causes the crowd to actually turn and look at her in like behind them in her direction okay and when they look at her she actually passes out y'all hope she all right so when she comes to the next morning, she's not alone. There's a woman oddly reciting lines from Goldilocks and the Three Bears like Dot ain't a grown-ass woman, but I digress, okay? She tells the woman that she's looking for Linda Tillman, and the lady elaborately explains that where Dot finds herself is actually a place of retreat for victims of abuse. And so she was like, which Linda? Okay, because I'm Linda too. And she was like, no, nah, this was... <laughs> this was the this was her god-given birth name linda okay (laughs) not the one that she got as she matriculated through this process that y'all got going on here but thanks for thanks for asking (laughs) so dot ends up telling this lady that um she's the one who sent dot the postcard to actually come to this place and so all the lady could say at that point was oh okay so they end up walking through the woods and they pass several women who are chopping down trees, meditating, practicing yoga, everything therapeutic, right? So the Linda that Dot is looking for took her in when she was going through her situation with Roy. So once they get to Linda, she straight up chin checked the hell out of her. Like just, Dot just popped popped the crap out of her. <laughs> But she tells Linda that she actually needs her to pack a bag because she needs Linda to tell the police about all the awful things that Roy did to them both so they'll be more prone to believe her story of why she ran away and had to create a new identity for herself, right? But Linda lets her know she ain't leaving, okay? Her flock needs her to stay here. But so does dot dot needs you and besides you owe it to her see because all those years ago when linda was trying to escape roy's vicious wrath 
she basically handed Dot over to him on a silver platter. But not only did she leave Dot behind to suffer, y'all, Linda also left behind her son, Gator, as well. So the unlooking Lindos, as they are affectionately called, say, a trial needs to be had to get to the truth, the true truth, between the two of them. But Dot first needs to make her puppet. So that's what the puppet show actually was all about, okay? It was still weird, though, okay? But whatever it takes to heal, right? I ain't gonna knock it. But y'all can turn on some lights or light some more candles or something. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so back at home, Scott is with Wayne and uh, Scotty. Scotty is with Wayne and he looks even more confused than what he did at the hospital. Okay, One of the car salesmen comes in with quite in quite the pickle because a family wants to get a new Kia Rio, but their credit ain't new car worthy. Not even with the trade-in, okay? But Wayne don't care about that. He just wants that. He just understands that a nice family has come into his establishment, wanting to trade their old car in for a new one. And so he was like, just give them the new car, okay? Even trade for the other car. And so the salesman was trying to explain capitalism to him. But again, Wayne tells him to go ahead and make the trade. I wish more owners took on that confused attitude. <laughs> because it's really good, honest people out here just working their ass off just to, just to get by, y'all. Just to get by. But anyway, Scotty suggests that they get donuts and he agrees. And he even mentions that maybe he could get some bear claws for Dot. Speaking of, Scotty ends up asking him, is she back yet? And he was like, oh, no, no, no. Okay, that was just a mix-up in his confused state. And so they end up just choosing to snack on veggies instead. Man, whatever, okay? I still want my donuts. <laughs> so back at the retreat, Dot has been given her tools to make her puppet, and everyone keeps being real nonchalant about the fact that Dot's family is in serious danger, okay? She's gotten her new name already, and has become the person that she's really, that she really wants to be. But now, Dot ain't got time for that. It's time for action to be taking place. I don't have time to put on the show. So at dinner... She sits with Linda, and she brings up Gator and hints that he's going down the same terrible road of trying to emulate his dad because he so desperately wants to impress Roy. But she knows that deep down, he wants to be good. She can just see it when she looks in his eyes. And so Linda acknowledges that Dot has always been a woman of discernment. <sighs> Okay, girl, then why don't you just come back with me and testify? So Dot gives her praise for the work that she's done since she's been able to leave Roy. But she wants it to be known that she doesn't need a puppet to explain her feelings. 
With her new life, she knows exactly who she is and what she needs is for Linda to come back with her to testify against Roy. But Linda says that since she came to confront her about how she was wronged, she actually needs to testify and go through the process so she can truly be free. In other words, she ain't going, okay? Not until you put on your puppet show. So it seems like Dot gonna have to commit a <laughs> commit a whole nother crime of her own and kidnap Linda in the middle of the night if she really wants Linda to come back with her. So it seems like old Gator is veering off the path a little bit of his own because we see him loading up his guns to pay the silent one a visit. Okay, when he's right outside of the silent one's house, we can see Munch through a window on the second story and he's sitting in a rocking chair so we can kind of see his silhouette through the window. He aims his gun at an unsuspecting Munch but after he takes the shot, hits the target, and we see blood splatter against the wall, we quickly realize that the silent one has been waiting on old green gator to move, make his move, right? He was always a step ahead of him mentally. And so, y'all, guess what Munch did? Munch took the corpse of the son that he took out earlier, propped it up in the rocking chair, and used it to serve as his stand-in. Damn, he's good, okay? He goes to collect the tracker from the car, Gator does, and peers inside the back seat to find the bag of money that Roy had gave the silent one, just laying there on the back seat on the floor panel. <sighs> Is his for the taking, y'all. So you know what he does. He breaks into the damn car. But as he does so, Mama Irma comes by because she doesn't came from the store. She comes by and starts hitting him with her purse and calling him a thief, right? So to get her off of him, he pushes her. But when he pushes her, she slips on some icy snow, falls and hits her head on the sidewalk in just the right spot to crack her skull open, y'all. It probably killed her instantly. It had to. Oh, now you really done effed up Gator. Okay. Her blood starts to spill out onto the sidewalk, and Gator makes a run for her right before Munch steps out and finds her laying there in the snow. You would have thought that that was his mama or something, the way that he started to get really emotional about the whole thing. Poor silent one. So back at Lorraine, y'all, Scotty comes to collect her dad so he can read to her for bedtime, but it's apparent that he's still struggling with his memory just a little bit. It seems he's forgotten to bring the book, but I think that was a part of his plan the entire time for tonight. He says that he wants to tell her a story about a hero named Dot, who could conquer anything she put her mind to, and proceeds to tell her how Dot is off fighting all things bad to preserve the light that is her new life and family. So as he's telling this story, we see Dot get out of bed and go work on her puppet. 
In a matter of hours, y'all, it seems she's achieved the task of making her marionette with a nice lace front included. (laughs) It's time to tell her truth, y'all. So she starts by telling the story of how she and Linda met. Dot was a recent runaway because she says that when she got her period, y'all, the bloodhounds came out. And I ain't talking about in a good way. We talking about, you know, how the guys don't notice you before you hit puberty. But then when you hit puberty, it's like, oh, look at that young tender over there. Oh, you sure looking pretty today. I ain't saying it's right, y'all, but I'm saying that that's what usually happens, okay? And so that happened to Dot, and so she ran away. So seeing that she was a recent runaway, and she had went to the store, and she had got caught shoplifting, okay? Linda happened to be in the store at the same time that the owner was confronting Dot about her taking some cookies. And so she came to Dot's rescue and took her back home with her. Well, when they arrived at the house, she introduced Dot to Roy and Gator. But y'all, Dot was only 15 at the time. But initially, Dot claims that she never got a pervy vibe from him like in the beginning. She saw him as more of a fatherly figure. Roy had the mindset that she was going to be working just like everybody else if she wanted to, you know, uh, I guess like make her keep at the house if she wanted to live there she was gonna have to put in some work but Linda offered the idea of her continuing her education but since Roy seemed to surpass Linda's academia level in most subjects y'all Linda suggested that Roy actually be her teacher instead of her see how that just happened but despite the fact that there was a new addition in the house Roy was still laying hands on Linda. He was still whooping on her, y'all. And he could care less about who bear witness to his brutality. Oftentimes, though, Dot would be the one to comfort Gator when Roy would go into these ragers, right? So one day, when Roy was working with her on school material, he made like a sexual advance towards her. And then forced her to sit in his lap, y'all. That is so disgusting. The next day, Roy claims that Linda went to go visit a relative. So Roy told Dot that until Linda came back, she was now the woman of the house. Which y'all know what comes with the territory, okay? In Roy's eyes, anyway. It's so disgusting. Just egregious, y'all. She's a child. She's a child. So, like I said, we all know where this is headed, okay? He makes his way into her room and offers to take a look at her ankle because she said that she had twisted it earlier in the day, right? And so, as he's saying, oh, well, let me take a look at it, y'all. Gator is standing right outside her room, hearing the entire thing. And it only got worse after that, according to Dot. Even when Linda came back, he never stopped abusing her. She stated that he'd 
hit Linda and beat up on Linda every night and then creep, creep, creep into her room. So finally, Linda got the courage to leave his ass in the middle of the night. And I just wish that she would have took Gator. Now, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? And Linda don't know Dot from a can of paint. Now, why would you bring her to your house if you didn't know her? But it, at least if you're going to run away, take your son with you. Why you leave him there? So, she left. But do you think that Roy shed one tear over her sudden departure? Hell no, okay? Because he had died now. He had died. He had a younger version of Linda that he could control, that he could manipulate. Just sick, okay? So after Linda left, she then took Linda's place of being his puppet, her words. That's the end of the puppet show. So as the other women come and offer their support for her sharing her awful truth, Linda has seen the error in her ways and agrees to go back with Dot to take Roy down. Thank goodness. It's about time. So in the car, she apologizes for leaving her behind, but there's no need for that, Dot says. Okay, she understands why she left. She just wishes that Linda would have took them with her. And I agree. But her coming to testify now, according to Dot, is more than enough. So next thing we see is Dot walking out of the diner by herself when a truck comes barreling through the parking lot y'all it hits the car that i believe they're traveling in and the car ends up sliding a few feet crashing into dot this sends dot spiraling to the ground and i believe she hit her head if i'm not mistaken okay so the next thing we see she wakes up in the hospital and she asks the nurse about linda but linda but the nurse tells her that she actually came in by herself, meaning Linda was not with her. So where in the hell is Linda? This don't sound right. Okay. But they were able to actually track down her husband, Wayne, who y'all, I think is actually Roy. But the nurse was like, yeah, we was able to find your, your husband, Wayne. You know, and he's been by your side for a majority of the time since you've been here or since he got the news and came up here. And uh, he ain't so bad on the eyes either. OK, you got you a good one. And so she was like, yeah, yep, that sounds like my Wayne. That sounds like my man. OK, and so she's getting excited at the thought that Wayne is here so she can see her man. Right. So the nurse says, hold on, let me go get him. I'll be right back. So the nurse goes to go get him. And just as I suspected, in walks Roy, who closes the door behind him and locks it. And he tells her that they've been searching all up and down for her. Okay, he gets real close to her, leans in, and says, I got you. And that's the way the episode ends, y'all. Oh, my goodness. What's going to happen to Dot? Y'all, I'm nervous for Dot. How is she going to get out of this one? How? 
I don't know, y'all. But it's getting good, okay? Let me know what you think. You can reach me at me and you TV Reviews on Facebook and on Instagram. You can also reach me at my TV Reviews Podcast without the S on the end at gmail.com. Y'all, I love y'all, okay? I know I took a couple days off. And I had all the best intentions <laughs> to do a couple of episodes while I've been snowed in, y'all. And I've been working. I just haven't recorded. <laughs> so please forgive me, y'all. But I love y'all. Thank you guys for coming back. Please share if you care please rate and review if you haven't already okay thank you so much all right that's all i have for now so until we meet over the airwaves again i am mo and i will talk to you guys soon bye